progressive and a libertarian walk into a bar. So today we're going to be talking about the wall, which I assume will kind of connect to the, the racism issue of last week. So um, that's what we're doing today. So um, do you know what kind of beer we're, we will be drinking today? Yes, it's two Belgians that I, that I love very thoroughly. Uh, the first one's a Saison Dupont, and the other one is oh. a, a Creek, which is uh, apparently it means cherry. If I'm remembering that incorrectly, please remind me or please or forgive you for it. <laughs> you know, the internet will roast the shit uh, out of me if you're wrong these days. I know they're gonna roast me in the comments. <laughs> in, any, in any case, let's continue. Let's continue. Yes. So we're we're not drinking just as of yet because our beers are getting cold. So we're gonna start it a little early, and uh, so that's how it is. So uh, again, I'm Sean O, the Libertarian, and this is Fernie S, the Progressive. Yes, indeed, he is. He's very progressive. Indeed. And uh, so, the wall. So we want to talk about the wall. And I think we both agree the wall is stupid. Yes. Yes. And rather pointless. Yes. Because last I checked, walls don't fucking stop shit. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, uh, hell, El Chapo fucking got out of prison with the tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so there you go. There I, you go. I just don't see walls as being uh, a helpful or useful fucking tool, and it's a waste of goddamn money, mm-hmm. period. Uh, it's another, you know, uh, you know, from a libertarian standpoint, they're going to have to use eminent domain to be taking people's property to build this fucking wall. You know, so I don't like that either. You know, as a, as a libertarian, I think it ought to be easier for people to immigrate. If there's jobs, there's jobs. You know, people will take the jobs, not take them in the sense of they're taking our jobs kind of shit, but they'll fill jobs, and, you know, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. If we made it easy for people to come here, easier for people to come here, and not all the red tape, we wouldn't have half the problems that we have. And it wouldn't be illegal, because that's the word that's always tossed around, illegal immigration. Well, it's illegal because it's a motherfucker to get in the country, period. So I wanted to ask Fern, because... His family immigrated here. What was the process like for him or well, his family? Well, just uh, just before we get into that, just a little bit of context. Uh, we are recording today on January 19, 2019. Uh, today is the Women's March, so you may be able to hear the helicopters that are hovering nearby. We are just northeast of downtown LA. So, um, yeah, uh, we support the Women's March, support women, women's rights, and all that. And I support those too. Excellent. I just don't support Louis Farrakhan. <laughs> and we can get into that. We can get into that. <laughs> that's that fucking racism coming back. It's a can of worms right there. Yeah, right there. fucking can of fucking worms. There's always, there's always somebody who's got to fuck it up. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, with their intolerance. Or, or, might I say, their acceptance of intolerance and, uh, for one reason or another. And that goes with all races. All races have people that are intolerant, and I believe we can't make excuses for anyone. I don't make excuses for fucking David Duke. I don't make excuses for, you know, the Klan or any of these assholes. And I or, or Trump. It, or Trump. And I won't make it for fucking uh, Louis Farrakhan either. You know, we, we've got Jewish friends, and I think what he says about them is awful. And I guess on that point also, because you had mentioned that, I think on the last podcast, that you know, that there wasn't 
as much blowback from the shit Farrakhan says. Mm -hmm. But just recently, that guy was arrested who wanted to blow up the White House. Uh, and one of the other things he wanted to do was blow up a synagogue. Mm. You know, so it does seem as though some people are listening to that hate about Jewish people. Yeah. yeah. And it's not just white people. You know, uh, there's... And it's not all Muslims either, because, you know, most of the Muslims I know are really cool people. I mean, I teach music, and I have several students that are Muslim, and they couldn't be any more American if they tried, you know, period. You but know, so. d just to touch on something you said real quick, but yes, yes, uh, there is anti-Semitism um, going on from, uh, from, you know, there just is anti-Semitism in the United States. There just yeah. is. Uh, but most of the domestic terrorism that has happened in this country in the last two, five, ten years has been committed by um, alt-right, white nationalists, extreme extremists on the, on, that happen to be white. It's not necessarily done by minorities. Well, or, or very little of it. I think, I think, I don't know how much it's on the rise. I, I know it's probably getting reported a lot more because people feel a little safer to report it. You know, because, you know, the solidarity, same thing. I don't think women are being abused more by men. They finally just got sick of it and had the Me Too movement, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like all of a sudden, you know, I think, uh, you know, if you'd asked a woman from 100 years ago, you know, they probably had a very shitty fucking life. Couldn't vote, couldn't do this, couldn't do anything. Uh, so I, I think it's, it's a great movement, and I think anything that leads to people uh, in the country uh, having better life is good. Hate of any sort is stupid. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, well, I guess not any sort. I mean, I, I I hate people, but I hate them based on their character, not on their color or things like that. You know, that's that's stupid. You know, Martin Luther King said, you know, he he wanted a a, a a land where people of different races could hang out with each other and that not be an issue. And I think that's the way it should be. And right? that it, that's appropriate. Being that the twenty first or on Monday. It is MLK Day. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Okay, so the wall. I would take a drink to that if our beer was cold. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 libertarian, a progressive, walk in a bar and don't order anything for a while. Because the beer's not cold. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as, as they sit and drink water, sipping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what's the nice thing about being blind? I never have to be as a de designated driver. Damn, man. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I might have to reconsider this blindness thing. Yeah. <laughs> Blind privilege, brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the wall, why we need it, that should be a really short. Yeah, we don't fuck it. We don't, we don't need it. We don't need it. It doesn't make any fucking, you know, I can think of several different ways that we can spend $5.7 billion. Yeah, yeah. That right. are much, much better, much more productive. Yeah. Or, or, if they just tax the, the people less... And we didn't have to spend that five billion on anything. People could be responsible for themselves. Okay, Even so if, if we talk about, I mean, in how many different ways the idea of wall is just it's it's illogical to put it generously. Mm -hmm. First of all, there is no crisis. There isn't there isn't no. uh, a caravan that's gonna blow through the border and start killing people in, in massacre style or anything like that. That yeah. just doesn't exist. It doesn't happen. Yeah, a wall in its own. Uh, a barrier is not going to stop people. No. Uh, Mr. Trump, who claims to be a builder, had no clue that it'd probably be better to have like, steel slats so that way uh, people on this side of the border can look towards the other side of the border and know what's going on instead of having like a curtain that would yeah. block the view. That's, that's a builder talking. A stone curtain. Right. <laughs> like an idiot. 
And then he's not considering the possibility, like you said, uh, a lot of this border would have to go through people's private property, and unless they invoke a dominant, eminent domain, mm -hmm. they wouldn't be able to build a wall on, the, on mm -hmm. these on these parts. Yeah. So over hundreds, if not thousands of miles. Yeah. And like I said, since I'm also, you know, not not your right kind of libertarian, I'm a left libertarian, so I, I tend to think of uh, environmental issues. I don't want a big fucking wall all along the fucking border. Mm -hmm. They're fucking ugly. Mm -hmm. You know, it fucks up, you know, the Rio Grande mm -hmm. and all that area. You know, rivers are beautiful. You don't want to fucking put a big stupid fucking wall along a river. Mm -hmm. That's dumb as fuck. It is. You know, there's, and, and walls don't just stop, wouldn't just stop people. They'd probably stop more animals than anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, animals migrate, walk. You know, they've been doing it in that same area. You can't divide something like that. It's just fucking dumb. It it's is. fucking dumb ecologically. It's dumb economically. It's dumb socially. It's dumb on so many fucking levels. It's ridiculous. If the government just makes it easier to immigrate here when people want to, then we won't have a fucking problem. Right. And and if from like I said from a libertarian standpoint, if there's jobs, people will come. Yeah. If if the jobs if there's no fucking jobs, then people won't fucking come. Period. They're not gonna be taking jobs. For people, as they like to say, they're taking our fucking jobs. If if there's no fucking jobs to be taken. But see, when, when Trump said the people that are coming over here, the rapists, the thieves, and they're drug dealers, criminals. I mean, if they're gonna take our jobs, what kind of job do you have? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Like, it. That that. Let that be a lesson to the the people with the white privilege. Get a fucking skill, and people won't be taking your fucking job. Work hard, and people won't take your fucking job. Like uh, if you're a lazy fuck who sits around and doesn't do anything, nobody's gonna take your job. Yeah. Matter of fact, job. I I know nobody's taking my fucking job. I work at five different fucking places. I work at too many damn places, you know. So I, I I'm not worried about somebody taking my job. And if they did, I would get a job someplace else because I have a skill. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know. So you know, work hard, and you don't have to worry about somebody taking your fucking job. How about taking a job like in a, in a burgeoning, growing, uh, the field of the future, coal mines? That's, <laughs> yeah. that's a great yeah. environmentally friendly job to have. Yeah, isn't that wonderful? And uh, just to point out, uh, in the last few years, more coal mines have closed during Trump's time than all of, I'm going to really? say, Obama's eight years. Yeah, Because just the economics, I mean, don't support fossil fuels anywhere near as mm -hmm. much as before. Solar power is just much. But anyway, that, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. But to get back to your question... Um, uh, my immigration experience came here when I was about eight, no, ten years old, 1988. Um, been here ever since, and it was it was a complicated and long process. Expensive I, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They find you along the way. Every day, they, every time you apply or you submit an application, or every step of the way, it's not just one application to turn in. Like several different applications that you have to turn in. Uh, that's so fucking stupid. Yeah, the, See, that's bad government. We should have had that in the first episode. Bad fucking government. The the fees were in the hundreds of dollars, mm -hmm. and you know for a now family of five people. Now it's even way more. Yeah, absolutely. It's in the thousands, it's more right? difficult. It's much more difficult to come in here. Yeah. I didn't become a citizen until I was about maybe 24, 25 years old. So I mean, and I was I was here since I was ten years old, and it's it's just it's a huge long headache to become a citizen of this country. And I mean, I'm I'm happy I'm a citizen. I'm glad I'm a citizen. I'm glad I can participate in, my, in the civic duties, whether it's jury duty or voting or even paying my taxes. Um, I'm very happy to be here. But it is very, very, very incredibly difficult to be able to not only get a visa 
to visit the country from different countries. Um, but it's also very difficult to become a citizen now. And um, for those people, let's say even dreamers now, like if dreamers wanted to, dreamers that came here when they were kids, if they wanted to, to become a citizen through the current status of the immigration system, the courts would have them return to their countries of origin for five, 10, even 15 years. And I, I may be not 100% correct on this, but it's definitely not, not like you can go back to your home country for any number of years and expect to be able to come back very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, that's just, that's just fucking bad. I think actually one of my friends, you know, he, you know, back in Indiana, uh, his wife moved, she was, she was, she lived in Pasadena, but she immigrated here, I believe, I, I don't want to say for sure, but I think she came illegally. Mm -hmm. And she just grew up here as, as a kid. And then when she went over there, and then when they got married, I believe she had they she had to go back to Mexico to come back. And this was years and years ago, so this is non-Trump. Mm. So this is non-Trump kind of shit. So she had to go back, and then you know then go back over and get married. Mm. You know, so they had so she had to do that. And to me, that seems so fucking pointless. Yeah, yeah. You know, the the very fact that somebody could be considered illegal just for the way they got in here mm -hmm. just goes to me. It's it just goes to show there's too many fucking laws that, that say this that to to govern that kind of thing. It's it's fucking bad. But you know that's those immigration laws. I can safely say that they they are rooted in racism. Like from from pro, pro, from Project Wetbacks back in the fifties to exclude to the Japanese internment camps. Oh, the Chinese exclusion. Yeah, the Chinese exclusion and the Japanese internment camps. Yeah. I mean, all that stuff. It's it's not based on let's go ahead and have a quota of people that should be coming to this country in general. Yeah. No, we're gonna target these specific people because of the way they look, the way they talk, the way they, uh, the country they came from, and let's treat them differently. I I can say because it I think it's more prevalent because there's more people coming from the southern border. But I knew a Canadian guy that had a hell of a time getting back in the country because he because he came here illegally. Mm -hmm. You know, he came over here and just never left. You know, and, yeah. and so he, I know he had an absolute horrible time getting back in the country. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it does happen to other people. It obviously happens to Latinos more. Uh, a lot more. And, and, yeah. And, and, and I'd say al almost to the point you could almost say it was exclusively, but it's not, it's not quite that bad. Well, the, the not the majority, but like I'm going to say about 50% of the people that come here to this country or that are here illegally came are because they overstayed a visa. Mm -hmm. Like your friend who came from Canada and yeah. just never left. I mean... The wall's not going to do anything to no. keep those people out. No. They come here legally. Yeah. They enter this country here legally. Yeah. So, yeah, the wall is just... <laughs> fucking dumb. Dumb. Waste of time, waste dumb. of money. Dumb. Yes. And then what was the other point? Oh, so, so like, in, like also, you know, like, I, I've had friends that that did come, come over here illegally. They, they finally got legal at some point in time from coming over here. But, you know, I hear the stories about how they were treated coming across the border and shit. As a white person, it's fucking embarrassing that people behave that way. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, not necessarily as a white person, as a fucking human. Yeah, I, I hate it when anybody's treated shitty. You yeah. know, people can still be treated with respect, and these people who, these people who treat people with no respect, mm -hmm. often don't take in consideration why people left their country to start. Oh, off. good, good, good segue. Right, good segue. They don't take in consideration the U.S. policies in Latin America in particular, that have just fucking wrecked the place. Mm -hmm. You know, you got Nicaragua, 
You know, that was in, what, that was in the 80s, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah but El Salvador mm-hmm. was in the 80s. Mm-hmm. You have Honduras, that was, you know, Hillary and Obama fucked that place up thoroughly. Yeah, but, I mean, we're talking about, uh, like, it's for the last hundred years, at yep. least, yeah, uh, at the least. U.S., and different, through different governments, different presidents well, you, you, have had a policy to hold down those, gov- those governments in those countries for the benefit of U.S. corporations and the U.S. in general. And even with Mexico, you know, our, our war with Mexico was totally unjust, and mm. we took all, all this land. It was, it was an unjust war, you know. It was, because Texas wasn't even part of the, the United States, mm-hmm. you know, then, you know, so they had a fight with the Mexicans and, and took that land. After they were invited in, be like inviting somebody in, hey, you know, come on, stay in my house, and then pretty soon you kick the person out of their own fucking house. Yeah. That's fucking, that's ridiculous. I can't see how somebody could be proud of that heritage. Right. Uh, that, that, that's what amazes me is that somebody's fucking proud of that heritage. Yeah, fuck that heritage. So let's go. Let's keep on adding context to where the like white people come to this country. So just a quick autobiographical statement from that. So I was born, as I like to say, in a small mining town in the Andes, Peru. What the, what kind of mine? <laughs> what kind? Um, copper, mostly copper. Yeah. Yeah. My dad actually worked. He didn't work in the mines. He worked supervising the people that worked in the in yeah. the mines. Um, and it was an American corporation actually that set up in the small town that I was born. And they mined uh, copper, zinc, I believe, as well. And um, they were there until they needed to uh, be there. And then they left. And by the time they left, and I've gone back to that small town, and it's and it's pretty shitty now. Because not only has a major um, a company that hired people gone, but now the pollution. And this is the craziest thing. Yeah. So, so anybody wants to Wikipedia this, uh, look up La Oroya, two separate words, L-A space O-R-O-Y-A, La Oroya. It is one of the most polluted countries or places in the world. I'm not even exaggerating. It's not, not just polluted in the country, in, in South America, but in the world. And, you know, I fortunately, I'm very fortunate. I don't, as far as I know, I don't have any significant or long-term consequences from living there. But the kids that are there now, I'm sure, have problems. Um, but... That's an example of a U.S. corporation being given access by an impoverished nation, a third world country, so it could make profit. Probably facilitated through, through bribes and probably from, from pressure through the U.S. government. But that's just an example of how, other, how the U.S. has essentially used their backyard, countries that are supposed to be their friends, for uh, the benefit of the, the, the corporations and the government. Yeah, they did the same thing in India. They polluted their water, and I can't remember the name of the city. I, I, I just lost it. Mm. But I mean, they, they polluted their water, and I, I, I believe thousands of people died because of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that, you know, no, and, and no repercussions really. Right. So if we if we follow that naturally to where countries have been stepped on essentially, where puppet governments have been set up to not con- to essentially leave the citizens um, without rights, without defense, without any proper representation. Um, what's the result of that? Poverty, uh, crime, and a desire to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, and those are the, and like when you when you think about like the the caravan now or caravans, um, those people are coming from countries that are impoverished. They're coming from countries where the governments can't do very much because they don't have any money. And you have a president that says to Honduras or El Salvador, like stop fucking around, stop letting these people leave the country, or we're gonna we'll take away uh, the aid that we send you. Yeah. How <laughs> how does that help? Yeah, like you're already poor, and we're gonna make you even. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna take the take the little bit of money that we already give you. So fix your shit. How you know? How? You know what? If if Trump, you know, it's it's funny because like I said, I I I you know obviously we can blame 
Reagan and stuff for like what happened in El Salvador and that kind of stuff. But the Honduras thing, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of these people in the caravan were coming from Honduras. Mm-hmm. I I don't know why he didn't take the opportunity to well other than you know he he's intolerant. Mm-hmm. He didn't take the opportunity since it was under Obama that they fucked them up. Mm-hmm. That he didn't lend a hand to the Hondurans and lend support from Latinos in that sense to to bash Obama and Hillary's coup that they did down there. Mm-hmm. That to me would have been a politically wonderful move. If I was president, that's what I would have done. But that that would have been. He would have pissed off those uh, his base. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why is he putting his hand but in a shithole country? Yeah, yeah. He could, as he, he would put it. Yeah, he could. He could. Uh, he could have traded a few of those hateful votes for a shitload of Latino votes in that sense. Oh man, true. I mean, vying for true. Uh, like the Honduran vote. <laughs> yeah, but vying for Latino vote for Trump. Vying for, that's an interesting question. Well, well there's already already thirty percent voted for. Oh my God, I would love to hear Trump. Like if Trump were trying to get the Latino vote, <laughs> I can't speak in Spanish. Gotta yeah. say a few words in Spanish. Yeah, Bush spoke in Spanish. Bush spoke, yeah, and he had some Latinos to vote for yeah. him. Yeah, he did. He's got Latinos that are in his family. Yeah. There's, I think, George P. Bush out in, in Texas is, a, is a, like a brown. He's actually brown. And he's yeah. a Bush. Part of the Bush dynasty. But if Trump were trying to, to get the Latino vote, he's got to speak in Spanish. He's got to be in a, on a telenovela. That would be really helpful. <laughs> <laughs> El viejo de la peluca. That, that would be his character's name. And, um, oh, the fucking news looks like that, like a yeah. fucking novella, anyhow. God's <laughs> sake. Constant scandal. Scandal yeah. after scandal. Um, Trump would have to eat tacos on live TV. I think that would help. But not, not on a hard shell. He would have to have, like, an actual tortilla. Yeah, yeah. And eating inside. Not on white people. Yeah. <laughs> tacos by Latinos. That's it. Of a, a taco truck. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. want to see Trump. Avenue 26, motherfucker. Oh, man. Voten por mi. Me llamo Trump. Oh, no. Fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. Anyway. All right. So, uh, following the historical uh, context. Okay. So, if um, if Trump, like you said, wanted to get the Latino vote, or even just to slow down immigration, illegal immigration, right? Mm. And if he could put $5.7 billion, split it up amongst Mexico, El Salvador, and Honduras, and, and give some to, to Guatemala as well, or whoever, whoever, any of the southern countries where most of these illegal immigrants are coming from, Split up that five point seven million dollar billion dollars. How about like I mean like create jobs at the very least create jobs right? Yeah. Fuck, dude. Like how much how much would that have an effect on illegal immigration? You know? Yeah, I don't. I'm as a libertarian. I'm not terribly fond of foreign aid. Oh. But but I will make the exception for places that we fucked up. Like I don't want to oh. give money to Israel. I don't want to give money to countries like that. You almost lost me entirely, and then you brought me right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, had, I almost pushed it off the oh, edge. <laughs> you know, so I, I don't like foreign aid, but yeah. like I said, when if if I'm throwing rocks and I break my neighbor's window, yeah. I should fucking pay for it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's responsible. Yeah. Period. Now, do I think the government should do it as much? No, I think the corporations that fuck the places up should do it. But you know, that's the thing about a corporation; they can go fuck shit up, and then guess what? They dissolve. Mm-hmm. or go bankrupt or yep. whatever the fuck they do exactly. and the people who run it walk off with a shit ton of money and no responsibility they mm-hmm. wash their hands of it yeah. like Pontius Pilate yeah <laughs> right oh man um, no you're absolutely right you're absolutely right yeah okay so I think maybe we should just take a break let's check the alright yes check the status of this give here. us the bell <laughs> ding 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 <laughs> alright we'll be right back alright we're opening the beers now 
Now this is, you know, this is not a a, a canned beer, and it's not even a bottle. Oh, there it is. Oh, oh shit! Oh, 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 oh. Fuck yeah! <laughs> it's a, this is a good beer. It's got a cork in it, and it just blew the fuck up. I would say you put an eye out, but I'm not worried about it. I can't see any out. <laughs> well, that worked out. I think I made a dent in your Oh, dude. <laughs> uh, oh, that was there. That was there. Yeah, no, that's, that's funny. I, I, I like conversational pieces. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Man, yeah. Uh, it was a good thing that you had your door open. Yeah. <laughs> to be able to run out before the beer spilled. Yes. That's alcohol abuse, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As I was taking the, the little wrapper off, I could feel a little bit of pressure. Here you go. Thank you. So Sorry. I was like, oh man, is this going to pop off? And boom. There it went. There it went. All right. So what we're drinking right now is a Saison du Pont. It's a product of Belgium. It is brewed, let's see, by the Dupont, the Dupont uh, uh, Brewery. And it's from Turquay, Belgium. Now, I'm definitely mispronouncing that. We're doing our best since here in America, we don't learn to speak other languages until yeah, we're too right. fucking old. America. All right. Salud, America. That's de definitely very Belgian. -y. Fuck yeah. God damn it. Fucking love Belgians. <laughs> All right. He likes Belgians like I like IPAs. I'll drink That's you. Right. It's got alcohol in it. There you go. The quote, the Chappelle show, and um, it'll get you drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so, back to the wall. Yes. So the wall. Historical context. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Well, I think, I think we got there. Good. All right. Just like the reasons for for the immigration. So let's get mm -hmm. back to like, um, like, to you, as as an immigrant. What what does your homeland mean to you as compared to the U.S.? Mm, that's a good question. Well, uh, I've been living here in the United States since I was eight, ten years old. So, um, so like, so like three years, right? <laughs> well, three quarters of my life I spent yeah. out here in the United States. Mm -hmm. So it's um. um it's uh, a thank you. Um, well, I mean, what what can I say? I mean, I consider myself a Peruvian mm -hmm. by by birth, by blood, by culture, by the food I eat. Uh, but I'm American. Um, by experience, uh, by family, by my involvement in the political system, directly and indirectly, by the friends bond and bonds that I've that I've accumulated throughout the years, uh, even just by existing here in the United States uh, for 30 years. You know, I am American. American. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I am also very fortunate that I live in LA, in LA County, where there are people from all other parts of the world and where I don't necessarily stand out. My culture, my language, um, the way I look, none of that stands out, or, excuse me, or brings negative attention, fortunately. Now, um, I understand that, uh, or if I remember correctly, when I was much, much younger, it was, I know I, 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 I can't say that I've ever experienced uh, outright racism out here because of uh, the way I look. Um, so I'm very fortunate in that regard. And I don't think um, I've ever, even traveling outside of California, I've ever experienced any racism. Even in probably the, the most likely place that, I'd like, that I would experience, or would have experienced racism, I would say it's Portland. And, and the reason I say that is because I went there a couple months after there was a subway attack or a, or a metro attack 
where a guy essentially attacked, uh, was uh, harassing two Muslim women oh, yeah, that were running yeah. jobs, yeah. and a couple of uh, Good Samaritans stood up to them, and they got stabbed. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. So yeah, I mean, that's the only incident, or the only time I've ever felt like, damn, I'm in a, 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 a city where people are targeted for their ethnic or religious It's funny uh, because steps. everybody thinks of Portland as being so damn liberal, but Oregon had those sunset laws. Have you heard of the sunset laws? Well, I mean, you got to differentiate between Portland, the urban areas, yeah. and then the rest of Oregon, yeah. which is like just just rural. Yeah. But yeah, they had the sunset laws where you know basically you know uh, people of color better get out by sundown or you that's your ass. Oh, brother. Yeah. Uh, but here in in LA, we had something similar in the fifties. Yeah. If you if you um, Sleepy Lagoon, the Sleepy Lagoon incident, or or Suit suit party, mm-hmm. or suit suitors, or suit suit. Oh yeah, the zoot suit, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, around that time, during in the fifties, um, there were certain neighborhoods where Latinos could live, Mexicans could live in, where white people could move in, where African Americans could move in, and after a certain amount of the evening, a certain time of the evening, you couldn't go to certain build of places unless you worked in them. Mm-hmm. You weren't allowed to go through them, traveling through them. You had you better have a good reason. And there were, there were roving gangs of kids, white kids, that yeah. would beat up, if not kill, people that uh, weren't supposed to be where they were. There was actually something that went on. I talked to some of the older people who live in this area, in Lincoln Heights, that said there was the same kind of problem between the Chinese and the Latinos. Oh, shit. That they, that they had fights with each other a lot. You know, over, over, you know, we're really close to Chinatown here. Yeah. You know, so there, there was a lot of strife between, you know, other people of colors, too. Yeah, yeah. So it's... I said it's not just all white folks, you know. Other 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 races do that too. It's funny you mentioned you've never had racism out here affect you. I've I can think of well two different times. You know, I went I, uh, when I very first moved out here. You know, my you know we grew up. Uh, I'm very curious, you know, and I, I wanted to see things, you know. And uh, NWA was quite popular in 1990 when I moved out here, and I wanted to see what fuck Compton was like. And we went, <laughs> we went to fuck Compton in the middle of the night. And everything, and I, oh, I, I take it back. I guess it's not racism because you, the, the, the person who, when we got out, the first guy we saw was an was an older black gentleman. Were you and, were you were you being a tourist in Compton? Is that, is that what you're saying? I guess so. Yeah, I wanted to see it. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to go around and see what was up. You know, it's my city now. You know, I wanted to live uh, here. I wanted, I, I you know, I'm, and I grew up around people of color, so I wasn't scared. Were you taking I, pictures? No, no, no. Just I wanted to see it. I wanted yeah. to see what the fuck they were talking about. And uh, this old gentleman who was concerned for our safety <laughs> said, "said you guys should not be here. And that, it kind of bugged me. At first, I was kind of pissed. I was like, what the fuck do you mean I shouldn't be here? Mm. You know? I was like, what do you mean I shouldn't be here? And then I realized, you know, he was really doing it out of concern. Out of concern, my friend. Yeah. And I got to thinking, I was like, well, you know, that's cool. He was, he was trying to look out for us. Yeah. But it pissed me off that there was someplace that I couldn't go. So I, in that sense, I felt... A minute little bit of what other people feel, people of color feel. Yeah, you know, yeah. I definitely didn't. You know, white privilege didn't 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 fly down there, right? No, not, not, not in the slightest there. bit. No, no, no. I mean, ask Reginald Denny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it didn't, didn't fly. Well, yeah. that was that was that was in Hollywood. Yeah. Don't, Reginald Denny being yeah. attacked? Yeah. For, oh no, I guess. Well, I guess I guess. Florence and Normandy. Florence and Yeah, I guess so. That's south of there. Oh yeah, yeah, way south. Not yeah. that not that far. Like the two miles. Florence, Normandy? Yeah, I think it's just from, like two miles from, from like Hollywood Western. 
Maybe I'd have to go check, but yeah. it's definitely uh, by the no, no more than ten. Or the one hundred five freeway. Yeah. No, it's it's, but it's not not by West LA for sure. Yeah, no, that's just not by UCLA. No, no, definitely not in there. Not mm-hmm. not not West LA at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. So, so I I felt it then, and then another time, I was I was hanging out in East LA with with my friends. Uh, they were their band was playing, and we went to go get more beer. We went to the we're walking someplace, and I was carrying a 12-pack, and, you know, this guy came out of his house and started accusing me of being a cop in his neighborhood just because I was white, and was screaming and yelling in Spanish at me, mm-hmm. and I was mad as fuck, and, you know, my friend, who's a Latino, told him to back the fuck up, and I was like, I was like, I, I, you know, I really appreciated it, yeah. obviously, but if this guy would have came at me, I, I was going to hit him in the head with my 12-pack and beat the shit out of him, mm-hmm. you know? Because I'm not going to put up with anybody being racist towards me, and especially accusing me of being a cop. Because if anybody knows me, I'm not terribly fond of people in blue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just not just you know they're authoritarians, and libertarians tend to not like authoritarians. But but speaking speaking of cops, my um, I haven't I directly have not experienced any racism personally, mm-hmm. um, or overt racism. Mm-hmm. Right? But there was a, my brother a long time ago. He was driving around with my dad around the neighborhood in Whittier. And um, he got pulled over by the cops, and the cop approached him, pulled him out of the car, pulled him out of the car, threw him up in the window. Ooh, shit. Threw him on the floor, and then handcuffed him, and then made him sit on the curb. Uh, and the entire time, like, my brother was like, what the fuck is going on? Um, my brother hadn't committed any crimes, so he was wondering, like, what the, you know, obviously why he's being treated this way. There's mm-hmm. no reason for him to be treated this way. And there was no que- there was no answers to any of his questions until the very end until they they told him like they uh, there was a bank that was robbed and he looked he happened to fit that uh, description mm-hmm. and this all happened um, next to where my dad was in the passenger seat and there was no one like my dad didn't know what the fuck was going on the entire time that my brother was being pulled out of the car for something mm-hmm. that he had no idea I mean had my brother done the wrong thing said the wrong thing. Made a moved mo- wrong. Yeah, yeah. Made a motion towards his pocket. Looked like he was reaching for something. They would have, uh, you know, just let him up. Yeah, philandered like six times. Philandered his ass. Did you just hear? It, 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 now um, getting back to the current events of the day, uh, it was announced yesterday. There was a cop that shot somebody sixteen times. Sixteen fucking times. And then not only not only shoot him sixteen fucking times, he did it while the kid was turned away. Yeah. And then he lied about it. He he did get prosecuted for that, right? I mean, he 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 did. How much? Did, how, you know how much he got? No, not nearly enough. I don't guess. Know what it was. I yes. wanted like two years or something. Right? No, that would that would that would be an outrage. But uh, even more of an outrage. But he only got six years. Oh, six years. Six years. Yeah, but the people who covered it up got nothing. Ac- acquitted. They got nothing. Acquitted. And they, and they they covered it up, and people who are pro cops, really ought to understand that that does no fucking good for your case. Period. You know, if you want to, if you want law and order and shit like that, and you got cops running around breaking the fucking law, you need to have your fucking head examined if you fucking still still trust them, right? I mean, what does that say though? I mean, what does what does it say to people that somebody can get shot sixteen times when they're when they have their back turned to you, and then you lie about it, and then you only get six years? What does that say to the community that that kid comes from? What does uh, what does that say to cops? Yeah, right. What does what does that say to the United States? That'd be some gun control I would be for if, if cops clips wouldn't hold sixteen bullets. Oh. <laughs> they would they would they would cry. Yeah. They, oh. They would whine. Oh man, because you know because it was it was how many how many cops shot him? That was the one. Just this the one. one. So he, but, but the other cops covered for him. Yeah, this, I'm wondering how many how many bullets were in his fucking clip? Did he just empty it? I mean, because. <laughs> 
football. Hey, for God's sake. Year. I mean, that's fucking nuts. 16 times, man. Jesus. 16 times. And he... So, 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 so the description of the, of the true events were that uh, he had a knife, the, the, the suspect mm-hmm. had a, a knife in his hand, and he turned around and started to walk away from the officer. Yeah, he wasn't even close to him. Right. And, For people that don't know, he wasn't even fucking close to him. I'm legally blind, and I can see he was not <laughs> fucking close to him. <laughs> Sean, you should be able to drive around with these cops. Yeah. And that way point out, like, no, no, he's, he's, he's far, dude. He's mm-hmm. far. Don't shoot him. <laughs> That should be a role. I think you can get good money for that. Yeah. All right. So, um, so and then emptied out his clip. Yeah. And then lied about it. So, but I'm trying to get into this dude's head. Like, all right. So this dude has a knife. Yes. That's fucking. You got. That's that's a dangerous situation. Yeah. How do you deal with a dude that's, that's got a knife in his hand? He could attack you, lunge at you, but you're 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 armed, uh-huh. and you've been trained very heavily or very thoroughly on how to use that gun. You're not gonna miss if you shoot at this dude. Uh huh. You're just not. You're gonna disable them one way or the other. But if you just think for a second, I could talk him down. I could negotiate with this dude. No, I could probably taser him. Yeah. Or, right for the gun. Or yeah. Or I could just uh, just shoot him right now. He's got his back turned, and then lie. They will put the blue wall up. Yeah. And and my buddies will lie for me as well. They'll whatever I say, they'll back it up. My mm-hmm. boss will back that shit up. The mayor will back that shit up. Mm-hmm. There will be yes. There's video. But you know what? They're not gonna release that video. Fuck that. Yeah. So I'm just gonna go ahead and shoot this dude. Yeah. You know, and, and call it a night. There was a. There that's, was, but that's the status of this country, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's that that's that's the authoritarian government right there. They they're they're allowed to kill. They're allowed to fucking kill. I remember there was a there was a lady who was stabbed by some guy, on right in front of the police station in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which which street it's on, and. You guess who didn't make it out to set to help her? Cops. You know who came out to save her? A fucking Latino gardener mm. with his gardening shears. Yeah. And kept this guy at bay. See, and I saw oh, him. He shit. couldn't speak English or anything. He goes, you know, he was he's like, you know, I, I tried to stop him and he was snipping his clippers at him. And I was like, I was like, that's a fucking hero. That's ballsy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he went up against this the psychotic guy with a knife. Yeah. And the cops are all in there, yeah. you know, pushing pencils. <laughs> you want to okay, so interesting segue for a second. Richard Ramirez, oh, the, yeah. the Night Stalker. Uh-huh. Or was he the Hillside Striker? No, he was Night Stalker. Night Stalker, all right. So uh, during the 80s when he was causing all that havoc, they couldn't predict where he would be caught or where he would strike next because mm-hmm. he would go to different areas, he would go to different times of day. Hell, he went to different cities. Yeah, like different cities, and he wouldn't necessarily like target like young people, young women, or older he did, people. They found out he did target yellow houses more. <laughs> I'm serious, yellow houses. That's a really interesting. Anyway, so, okay, we'll, we'll touch on that. Let's put a pun, a pin yeah. on that, and then get back to it. So um, they had figured out who he was, but they still hadn't caught him. And the reason they hadn't caught him was because he was up in San Francisco. Uh-huh. When he thought the heat had finally died down, he, he uh, took a bus back down here, ended up at the Greyhound station in downtown LA, and was headed, you know, to wherever he was going. So he got on the bus, MTA as it was called back in the day. No, I'm sorry, RTD. RTD as it was called. Rough, back tough in the and days. dangerous. <laughs> uh, we we would say like. Uh, how are you getting home? Well, I got my ride. Oh, who's your ride? Oh, Richard, Tom, and David. <laughs> RTD. So he got on the RTD. He was heading to wherever he was going. And he heard people saying, oh, that's, that's, that's Night Stalker. That's him. That's him. He, was all, he heard all this whispering. And so he's like, oh, shit, I got to get out of here. So he, he got off the bus. He got off the bus in East L.A. Yeah. Right? So he's walking through wherever, and he's noticing that people are looking at him. 
Because at this time, they did have his picture. Yeah. They found his driver's license, and they were able to put his picture on the newspaper. And people recognized him, and he's like, fuck, I gotta get out of here. Yeah. So he's going through it's the streets of East L.A. Indiana Street. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. absolutely right. And um, and the people were like, holy shit, that's a nice sucker. That's a nice sucker. And um, so people were he starting to, to attack him. Somebody, yeah, right? yeah. In fact, and here's, here's that story. So there was a lady that was going over. She gets in her car, and he tries to carjack her. Tries to pull her out of his car, and starts beating the shit out of her, dude. Mm-hmm. Trying to get her to give him the keys. Husband, boyfriend, hears this, comes out of, out of the out of the house. He sees this motherfucker and starts be- wailing on this mother, just with beating him. Yeah, yeah, he beat him Fuck with a pipe. This dude. Like, imagine if you saw somebody that, that was trying to do something yeah. like this to your loved one. Fuck that shit. Yeah. So he was fucking him up, and then the neighborhood came out, and yeah. it hel- and they held him down. Yeah. Until the cops got there, yeah. and, he, and when the cops got there, he's like, "Fuck! Finally, save me, please!" Yeah, right. And you see pictures of him. Yeah, he beat shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's bandaged up and everything, right? Yeah. Now, now, the only reason why I know this is because I had to do research on this, and the only reason why I know this, uh, or I, actually, in the process of researching this, I couldn't find the names of the people that shot him, but I was damn sure able to find the names of the detectives. Oh yeah. I was yeah. able to find the names of the people that were involved. Uh-huh. There was even a little kid that was giving some credit, an Orange County kid that was giving credit for being able to partially identify the license plate on the car that he was driving. Uh-huh. But the dude that actually caught him, or dudes that actually caught him, they, they don't have any no credit, credit in this story. No, I don't know if that's that's part of uh, the racism or whatever, but uh, that's just a segue yeah. about my topic that I want to share with you. Uh, it's the beer. It's, it's really the beer. The Belgian beer. I mean... I mean, white people, you guys are you know fucked up in some ways, but goddamn, the beer is great. That's <laughs> <laughs> the, the Belgian, or maybe the Belgians are not very racist. I don't know. I don't know. Because they're I've not very Belgian. Belgian. So then, another question then. So as what was my other question? Oh, I forgot. Um, as as why are people afraid of other people's cultures? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Well, not just of why are they afraid of culture? Like. Uh, you know, obviously people don't like change. So, is that... Do you consider that racist? Or is it just people don't like change? Or a little bit of... It could be... A, I, personally, I think it's a peppering of both. There's people in, in both categories. Um, like, say, when I moved in this neighborhood, some people weren't terribly happy about it. But then they got to know me, and now the majority of them are happy. My immediate next-door neighbor could die, and I could give a shit, because they're assholes. But for the most part, everybody in the neighborhood is pretty cool with me. I think I think there's a. I mean, when you're talking about like how does discomfort with somebody or somebody's culture or strangeness or otherness become xenophobia and racism? I'm not I'm not sure where that line is, but I know it, it's really it's really very easy to see when it becomes that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like for example, like if like Trump referring to. African countries or Central American countries as shithole countries. He's doing that on based on a generalization, based on whatever he thinks those people are like, uh, but not because he knows them, but not because he he knows what they're about. He is why making just a general uh, characterization about these people without having without having thought carefully about them. That's when you're when you're thinking about an entire group of people. In that way, in that xenophobic, racist way, yeah, that's that's when you're you've gone from being uncomfortable with somebody that speaks a different language from you to just hating somebody irrationally. 
I noticed in one of the podcasts I called something a shithole. I don't remember what it was, but I didn't refer to it as the people and the country. Like when I was, I was, I was, I was very lucky. My mom took me or Paris, huh? Paris, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, my my mom had taken me. You know, she was a travel agent when I was growing up, so I I, I got to travel through throughout. You know, like the Caribbean and stuff like that. So I got to see real fucking poverty. Mm. You know, we went to Jamaica. I think I was there about three months after Bob Marley died. So you know, I was there a long time ago. And you know, my mom would uh, you know little kids would come and ask for money. My mom would give them money and stuff. And I ended up making friends with this little kid named Charlie Brown. And you know, we he took he he was so happy that he took us to meet his mom. Mm. And she you know. We went over there, and his mom was really nice. She was setting that they basically lived in a tent. It wasn't even a full tent. It was kind of like, it was a little shanty town, and it just basically was a blanket tied to a tree, and they slept under this blanket tied to a tree. And then now looking back, I think his mom was a little embarrassed that he brought us there, mm-hmm. you know, to see that mm-hmm. and everything. And I remember thinking to myself, shit, you know, I, I really appreciated what I had. I never thought of calling it a shithole, because I, I love the island, I love the people, and all that stuff. But, you know, yeah, it, it, yeah it's rough. I, I can't even imagine what it's like now, you know, like with all the resorts popping up, because there wasn't even resorts then, mm. really, when I was there. So I imagine those, I remember thinking to myself how unjust it was that there was a beach for the place, for the hotel we lived in, mm-hmm. and none of the locals were allowed to be there. There was a beach next door, and there was basically a fence, a wall, mm-hmm. keeping mm-hmm. them from us. Mm-hmm. So we didn't get to interact with the people, so we went out to where we could interact with the people. So... I mean, if we talk, so why are these countries for? Why are these countries that are beautiful, they can attract tourists, that may have natural resources which they can use to improve their economy, but why are they still poor? I mean, a lot of these countries, like, like Jamaica, Central America, South America, they share in, to some one extent or another, that they were, um, those, are, uh, those are the results of colonial history. Right, like Jamaica would be, they yeah. were a colony of the UK. Yeah. Right? And in a different way, the, the South America, Central America, uh, they've been under the thumb, or they have been under the thumb, or maybe still under the thumb of the US in some degree or another. Right? And they still exert a lot of uh, political Well, I mean, I've been, you know, before, even before that, you know, I don't want to go back too far because I get, I get in trouble for going back too far, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, before that, it was the Portuguese and the Spanish that were there. In, in Jamaica. Yeah. No, no, no. In, in South America. Yeah. In Central America. Yeah. So they fucked absolutely. that up. Absolutely. And then, well, I guess even even uh, Cuba and everything, too. So yeah. Part oh, of the yeah. Caribbean and stuff. You know, I did notice that it seemed like when the French came over here, they got along with people a lot better. The Native Americans, they didn't have, the French didn't have a big problem with Native Americans, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to the English speakers and, uh, and the Spanish. You know, the Spanish wanted to... They were converting everybody. I guess the, the, the French convert a lot of the Native Americans to, to Catholicism, mm-hmm. which I, when I found that out, it was kind of shocking. You, never th- you don't think of uh, Christian or Jesus-loving Native Americans, but they were. You know, the, the war, the, America, the um, French, and, French and Indian War. You know, those, those Indians were, by and large, Catholic. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, 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 the religion piece... Um, and, and and as an as an atheist, it's really easy to see, and it's really easy to get angry, and it's really easy to be able to point point to religion as being like such a let's say harmful thing. Yeah. Historically, not necessarily like an individual's uh, perception of God or their relationship with God, 
But like in, in Peru, like if you go to if you go to um, Cusco, for example, on the way to Machu Picchu, like uh, there's tons of churches, tons of churches. Mm. And if you look at the bottom or at uh, the base for these churches, a lot of these churches are built directly on top of Inca temples. Yeah, same thing in Mexico. Right, and it, it, it's, it's, it's the Spanish, they were saying it was like, whatever culture, whatever language, whatever religion you had before, done. That's, mm. as we call them, savages. Yeah. Right? Uh, that, that shit's done, that shit is gone, we're taking over, and you're going to pray our way, you're going to talk our way, you're going to believe what we believe. And I mean, that shit is still there. Yeah. I mean, like Peru, 90% or more than 90% Catholic. Yeah, do any of the do many people that still speak was Quechua was the yeah, first place they still, yeah, still speak Quechua? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and for anybody that might be listening that might speak a little bit of Quechua, Ukushkara, Ukushpoto, Katkasiki. Did you say how cool I was? Oh <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's why I thought. Uh, love. <laughs> and if there are any people that speak Quechua out there, please, please make a comment about what you what you think you heard and uh, let me know because <laughs> You practicing your Quechua's? <laughs> it's just Quechua. It's oh, just, just Quechua. <laughs> but that's well, that's um, my white white privilege. I can you go. the fucking shit up like that. And it's just funny. Oh, what an adorable white man. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm, I am amusing myself with the little Quechua yeah. that you know. Yeah. All right. So so yeah, dude. I mean, uh, I mean, how our like again as an atheist, seeing how oppressed or or and, and I'm speaking as a Peruvian person who was born in, in the Andes as I like to say uh-huh. uh, seeing how it was really easy for a lot of people to kind of ignore that and still believe and still take on uh, the oppressor's religion and hold it as their own and yeah. believe it wholeheartedly yeah that, that's amazing man. it's 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 nuts yeah it's nuts but you know um, I mean my name like my name is, is Spanish Right. So Sanders? Bernie Sanders? <laughs> <laughs> From the Conquistador. Yeah. Bernardo Sanders. <laughs> Obviously, yes. But like, uh, I, I don't know how true this is, but like one of the, the main conquerors of Peru, Francisco Pizarro. Pizarro, yes. It, it's, it's rumored, I don't know how true this is, but he, but he, was, he, used to, he was a pig farmer in Spain. And at the time when they were trying to, and Spain was trying to get a lot of uh, people out here, it was, uh, they were recruiting criminals, the, un, the uneducated, it's essentially um, the bottom tier of Spanish society. They, yeah, it, 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 was, it was that way in Europe in general. The church used that crusader mentality that if you went and fought for the cross, you were absolved of all your sins. So oh, yeah, wow. they picked out the worst of the worst. <laughs> You know, and oh and it's God. funny because people think of crusades in in the Middle East, yeah. but there were several crusades against other Europeans. Mm-hmm. You know, there was Europe, there was crusades against other uh, against the Germans. Yeah. There was crusades against the um, Cathars, mm-hmm. uh, against the um, oh shit, begins with an M. I can't think of it right off hand. Uh, uh, somebody else, uh, but yeah. So there was lots of crusades, and that's what they used. They mm-hmm. used the criminals and. And very, very violent people. Mm-hmm. You know, the worst of the worst were the ones that they gave weapons to and said, go over there and do that. And they ridded themselves of those people in the process of it mm-hmm. and got the, got them, bring them the gold. Mm. Fucking amazing. All right, so maybe maybe at this point we should go ahead and move on to the soapbox. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, before we go and move to the soapbox, I did want to touch real quick. We were talking about the wall. 
Um, and we're having the shutdown. The government is being shut down right now because of the wall. This, this debate over there. That might be another podcast because I got a lot to say about that. Yeah. We, we, yes. We, we should do that. Yes. So we might have to hit that up a second. But before we go to the soapbox, I got two, th- two other questions. All right. So one of the other things when people are freaking out about uh, immigration and stuff like that, I was just reading an article about how Americans are not reproducing very fast. Mm-hmm. So the the... the you know, at some point in time, that's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. You know, to, there's going to be, let's just, so we're going to need people coming in, yeah. you know. And if that's the case, you know, there needs to be people coming in to fill these places. You mm-hmm. can't, you can't, you know, and, and that's good. I don't want people breeding just to have fucking kids, just to keep a race or anything like that. Because I don't, I don't, I don't believe in that. I, I believe people are people, we just look different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, don't have kids just to, you know, keep this and that. Uh, it's, it's weird to me. But you, on one of the other podcasts I think we spoke about, I had another question was, so, in the future, you know, it's not not a white majority anymore. And That's you, very real. It, it, more than likely, yeah. And, like I said, I don't like to think in those terms because I don't, I'll never consider myself a minority even when I'm in the, in, in the lesser. I just... I'm just a person, so I don't I don't try to associate with the group in that sense. But you bet somebody's got to look at you either a majority member or a minority member. Yeah, probably. But okay, so so within there, within within that thought process, you know, you think of once the U.S. is what would be a term, you know, it's it's browner, more full of diverse, diverse of Latinos, yeah. and you know, even more African Americans and such like that, yeah. and. Let's say the GOP just disappeared. Let's pretend they're gone. Woo. They've they've fallen. Shots for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the whiskey? <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know. When that happens, are you confident that these Latinos who do still have the uh, the, the 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 their conquistadors religion? Mm. Do you think they're still going to vote in a progressive way when they no longer have to side with the Democrats? They're going to side with who? You know, with somebody else. Who you know a, a more conservative uh, brown majority? Say say just say, take into consideration you know uh, Tulsi Gabbard and mm-hmm. and 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 the Hindus uh, that that you know she she is from what I understand she uh, has to deal with you know she has to make some concessions here and there to for the Hindu uh, voters and mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. and she said you know she you know. She grew up in a very non-conservative, you know, very conservative household mm-hmm. where there was not, you know, gay rights and stuff. Yeah, like she that. they weren't. They weren't. Well, they weren't believed in that. Yeah. And so, what what do you think is going to be the outcome once that happens? Do you think? Because I I don't see it being very progressive, because religion's a hell of a fucking demon, if I could use that term, and it'll I think it'll push, uh, push. The country to be more conservative and less tolerant of people who don't fit into those categories, such as LGBTQ and uh, things like that, okay. and, and abortion rights. I, I, um, and abortion rights, because those concern me. So that would be concerns for me as a libertarian. I, I think I think that uh, to start on my question, I'm going to say that I will be cautiously optimistic that. Um, a more diverse population, a more diverse set of elected officials, a more diverse set of people that are in control of this country 
will bring about progressive, more tolerant, um, more open uh, set of policies for this nation. Um, yes, religion is a strong component of the Latino community. Or I, I can't speak about you know Asians, African Americans, or other ethnic groups. But I know for Latinos, um, yeah, religion is very important. But it is nowhere near as important for the newer generations as it was for the older generations. Mm. Um, the number of atheists in general, or people that answer on the census as no preference when it comes to religion, that number is growing. The number is also growing among Latinos. Oh, that's uh, that's yes. that's relieving. I love that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you know, I, and I see the same thing. Like a lot, of, like I said, a lot of my students are Latinos, and I didn't realize because I don't ask. But I have a shitload of Muslim kids. I have been teaching one kid for a long time. I, I had no idea she was Muslim. And uh, I, I said something, and she said, oh, uh, you know, she started talking about us. Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize. You know, she couldn't be more American if she fucking tried. Right. You know, it's, right. And everybody can be an American. And, 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 and so to, to continue to the same, um, even those people that are still um, holding on to their religion for varying reasons, and that's absolutely fine. You, know, you can believe it in any which way you desire. What I've seen is that as we become a more diverse, uh, a, a more accepting, more tolerant society, especially with younger generations, but with, with, and that's evidenced by uh, with gay marriage, which was huge. Like 20 years ago, you couldn't have thought that we would have gay marriage be legal in this country, mm -hmm. right? But now, so now the, the, as the older generation, like the baby boomers, um, are ceding their ground to the younger generations when it comes to power, um, we're going to not only have people that are believing in a religion less, but we're going to have people that are going to be more tolerant, and that's key, more tolerant of other people's beliefs. Um, it's like, uh, to quote Joe Biden, Joe Biden, or to, to paraphrase Joe Biden, he is a Catholic, he believes that abortion is wrong, but he would not dare to enforce that belief on anybody else. That's the first thing I've heard that I've agreed with him in a while. Okay. <laughs> he said a lot of smart things. But, but I mean, um, again, I will be cautiously optimistic. I mean, my, 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 on my wish list would be to see the GOP just gone and done. Yeah. They've discredited themselves enough, and they should have been investigated and uh, many times over for, for all the bullshit that's come up in the last few years. They've had Paul Ryan in there and Mitch McConnell protecting the president and all the bullshit, but that's over. Now with the new uh, new house, new speaker coming in, we should see a lot of changes. I would like to see the GOP and the Dems gone. I'd rather see Libertarians and Green Party. I think they would be civil because they both they both are very good on civil rights, and I think that would be a great place to start with. Twenty thirty six. Twenty thirty six. I ain't waiting that long. Bro. I ain't waiting that long. I think the GOP. I personally think the GOP is going to die here in California, yeah. and the Libertarians are going to take it over here. Well, I mean, I, I think uh, 2036 will be a good year. I think you might be able to run that year with your bionic eyes. Yes, my bionic eyes. <laughs> be able to see into the future. <laughs> All right, so I think that about covers it. All right. Yes. So is that, is that, was that part of the soapbox? No, no, no. So I, well, I guess you could have that as a soapbox. Okay. So, so, yeah. Uh, it's okay. So my soapbox then would be back to the wall. Walls don't fucking work. And I want to quote what my girlfriend read to me from PBS, build, build bridges, not walls. Mm -hmm. You know, people get along. If you get along with somebody, you treat somebody with respect, chances are they're going to treat you with respect back. Mm -hmm. And that's 
the best way. When you start off by calling people a bunch of fucking names and generalizing about anybody, that's where, like I said, it's one of the reasons I don't like some of the terminology from the left. Uh, it bothers me. And uh, uh, one other thing, like on that sense of progressive, I don't, I don't always find all progressives to be that tolerant of different opinions. Yeah, there, there's, there's assholes on every side. Yeah, so uh, they're, 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 that's where I hold off my, you know, and, and I know as a libertarian, there's quite a few of us that are real assholes. Yeah. But they'll still stand up for somebody's rights mm-hmm. that, that you disagree with. And that, that's important if you can stand up for somebody's rights, as long as they're, it's not the right to trample somebody else. Not at all. You know, so that, that, that's what it should be. So yeah. we're going to wrap this up for today. And we will probably be back to talk about, what was we going to talk about? Uh, either health care or bad government. No, one at the, uh, well, yeah, we want to do health care too, but what was, what was the one you just said? The, uh, the one I just said. Holy shit. I don't know, man. This, this DuPont. Yeah, this beer is kicking my butt. Women's March. No, no, no. Oh, what was that the one? Uh, well, we'll be back. We'll figure it out. And then we'll, be, <laughs> we'll be fucking back. All right? Cheers. Cheers. space here at the end so like i said if anybody would like to uh you know be a sponsor of the podcast it would be greatly appreciated you know like some of the beers that we have uh, talked about or future beers or if you would like your beer or your whiskey or your stuff to be uh you know featured on the podcast let us know we'll check it out uh and you know we're always more than eager to try out new craft beers liquors and spirits and all that stuff but till then I'm going to push on my website, thismightmakeyoumad.com. You you can listen to uh, This Might Make You Mad is my first album. My newest album is called Head in the Sand. It's available on all the streaming sites, except for Pandora. I guess I wasn't cool enough for Pandora. So, you know, check it out on there, please. Uh, We're still planning on getting the blog together and putting that together. So, please check out thismightmakeyoumad.com for future, uh, future updates. And we'll do blogs uh, for the music and for other things such as that. So thank you very much for listening.